0: Welcome to Decoding Debbie, episode 21. I am Brandon Hay, and you can find me on Twitter at HayB3. And this is uh, this podcast is found on the IDP Guys Network on YouTube. So now that the draft is over, we're going to start looking at Debbie rankings. I have redone my top 150. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to go over my top 50. I will have my full list uh, linked in the uh, video. Uh, so you can go ahead and look at that, but we'll do the top 50 uh, today. So here's the uh, top 10, and we'll just kind of get started. One, uh, Bijan Robinson, uh, this is pretty standard in most W rankings. Um, he's shown what he can do in his freshman and sophomore season. He did get injured last year. but He showed, you know, he has the power, he has the speed, he can catch the ball at the backfield. He's done this on uh, subpar Texas teams. So with um, hopefully the better Texas offense, he can um, – possibly not get as many touches, be more efficient, but he still is uh my number one Debbie player and is going to be the running running back one 2023. Second for me is where um it differs from some people. I have Jameer Gibbs, number two. Uh he's going to he transferred from Georgia Tech to Alabama. He's shown a great ability uh on a bad Georgia Tech team. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He even returns kicks. Uh, I really want to see him on a much better offense. So this this transfer to Alabama should be great. I know Alabama usually um, kind of splits uh, reps with running backs, but I think he's going to take the lead there. Um, I'm really excited to see with that explosive offense what he can do with other weapons on the offense where they can't just key on him. Um, I'm not saying he's this player, but he has similar skill set, I believe, to Alvin Kamara, who. um, ended up at Tennessee uh, in, in the NFL. He's been able to run the ball, you know, between the tackles, um, but also is very lethal out of the backfield receiving wise. I think the NFL is really moving towards wanting running backs to be able to do both. And I think he is really explosive and could do that. I don't think Gibbs can can uh, catch Bijan Robinson just because Bijan is uh, just, you know, the better overall running back, um, you know, kind of, the, that can go all three downs. But uh, Gibbs, I really like. Um, it'll be interesting what he does in Alabama and the, his size going into next, next year um, into the draft. Third is uh, Travion Henderson. Many people have him as two. Um, he looked great as a freshman last year at Ohio State, um, you know, showed his explosion, and then showed that he could also be the lead back there. The offense is going to be explosive yet again, and he's just going to continue to put up stats. I want to see him be a little more consistent, but I think that's more of them just giving him the ball more. Uh, Just like Gibbs, he's explosive out of the backfield as well. Then we have our first quarterback, Bryce Young, at four um, out of Alabama. He won the Heisman last year. He played amazing, um, looked very good. Uh, A couple of things I want to see for him is just how he's going to do with the new receivers as they've lost uh, John Metchie and James Williams from last year. And also you saw, um, you know, that championship game in Georgia, he made some bad decisions, even though he was missing a couple of his receivers. Uh, I want to see how, you know, he kind of does, you know, progresses and if he can keep that up with um, new weapons for Alabama. And, that, and uh, you know, in Ohio State, obviously a great uh, team, great offense. Um, so they actually have three in the top six. Five is C.J. Stroud. Um, he had a very good first year, starting last year. Really came on strong at the end of the year. Um, you know, struggled early, but really showed um, everything. Although he's losing Chris Oloving and um, Garrett Wilson, um, he still has number six, Jackson Smith and Jigma, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, and Meke Buka. Um, that offense is going to keep going. I want the main things I want to see with him is is he going kind to of use his lights a little bit more? He looked a little hesitant at times. And then also um him improving in the pocket, you know, with pressure. And um, then Jackson Smith and Jigba. Right now he's my wide receiver one, but the, that's kind of fluid for me, depending on if Kaishawn Butte's injury, you know, heals and he comes back. And then I'm um, also my wide receiver three, which will be um, I believe next 10. Uh Quentin Johnson, if he has a big year, I think he could possibly catch. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba too. I don't know um, if Jigba, how he promotes um, or how he he translates to NFL. I think he's more of a slot receiver because he hasn't really played that Ohio state, but if he's able to show that, then obviously could, could move up, um, you know, boards in NFL and also stay number one, seven, Keishon Boutte. Um, I'm a little worried with Brian Kelly going to LSU. How that's really going to, you know, um, translate with his injury? Um, but he's shown that he's special on the field and that he can, you know, do similar things to, uh, you know, wide receiver like Jamar Chase, just dominate games on the outside. Now here's um, so next is for the 2023 season. R- right now, who I have as running back three, Zach Evans. He went to TCU. He's shown flashes. There's been some um, possible question marks, not really like off the field, but just, um, you know, his, he had a weird recruitment with Georgia. There was, uh some rumors came out that he wanted to limit his carries to, um, to help himself when he gets to NFL. So uh, Zach Evans is at Ole Miss, which is nice because um, he, there's some other running bats there uh, that, can share the time and uh, Lane Kiffin really does a good job of, of uh, you know, uh, help highlighting the best assets of, of the player. That offense should be good. So he should be able to show that. Zach Evans isn't going to show, isn't going to have great production as some of the other bats in 2023. So it's going to mainly be like the traits in the film that you can see performing to the next level. Next is Sean Tucker who could um, take over Zach Evans this year possibly. Uh, Tucker is the kind of the opposite of Evans. We've seen the production. We've seen him do it at uh, Syracuse. Um, you know, they were stat the botches, boxes, and he would still still have uh, you know do that. You can catch the ball very fast. Um, I think with another year, and if Evans doesn't, you know, really. Uh, come out strong with Ole Miss, you know, he could he could jump Evans eventually. And then uh, at 10, I think Batesby. after his freshman year, he was pretty high um, at Auburn. By many, um, last year he struggled on the, you know, um, on the new coaching staff. There's questions maybe possibly about him having some injuries. So this is a big year for him to bounce back to try to move up to maybe four or three, but right now he's uh, running back five. Um, As you can see in 2023 running back class, you know, even running back five or 10 big to be a lot of talent, a lot of talent in that class. That's why many people have been in fantasy talking about trading for those 2023 um, rookie picks. All right. Here is uh, Quentin Johnson, number 11 um, for TCU. Kind of the same things with uh, Zach Evans, with just you know, um, showing flashes last year against Oklahoma. uh, He looked he looked great. And then there's other games where he's had injuries or bad quarterback play, whichever one you look at, and it hasn't really shown up. So last year he had four games under 50 yards. And then, you know, the other, he had against Baylor and Oklahoma, the two top teams they played. He had over 100 yards. He, um, you know, had a touchdown in both of those games. He shows his ability. He can play outside. Um, That's one of the reasons why I think he could catch uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's just because he's more dynamic on the outside, more of an – a possible, a uh, potential of being an alpha receiver. He can, he can, um, you know, he's a, he sits for, he can go get the ball, um, get it to him in space. Um, you know, he makes a lot of great plays. He just needs to get more consistency to be able to do that. Next is Xavier Worthy, who will be eligible 2024. Last year, Texas, he showed a lot of what he can do. So with Quinn Ewers there, hopefully um, they can, uh, he can continue to put up those big numbers. Next is Will Shipley, running back for Clemson. Um, he had a, he had a pretty good freshman season last year. Was hurt some games, but he took the role right back when he came back um, into the lineup. Clemson's struggling with offense based on the quarterback play, but they're going to depend on Will Shipley, and he can you know go out. Of, he's one of the other running backs that's good out of the backfield. Um, still can you know run between the tackles, but I'd like to see how he progresses in that Clemson offense this year. Next is Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, tight end at 14. Usually usually don't put tight ends that high, but he's um, by far the best tight end. And, uh, you know, I think he he could be a first-round pick in next year. I mean, he can block. He's a good pass catcher. He's kind of the total package, so I like him, you know, a lot. And I don't know if there's really much more he can do at Notre Dame. I mean, we've seen the tape for two years, just continue that uh, progress. Um And then the next, um, you know, there's the two top quarterbacks in Stroud and um, Bryce Young. And then, you know, there's kind of a toss-up for all the other quarterbacks right now. Um, You know, the next one I put at 15 is Caleb Williams, quarterback. He went to uh, Oklahoma last year for his freshman year. Um, Looked very well, you know, took over from Rattler, but then still had some struggles. But you went with – Lincoln Riley to USC so I'm very interested to see him you know in that in that open style um, if he can continue to um, progress. Um, actually, I think this was before uh, that I put this on before the transfer Jordan Addison uh, won the Bolitnikoff last year. Um, a lot of people say that's why Cody Pickett was so good because of Addison. Uh, he transferred from Pittsburgh to USC so he'll be paired with Caleb Williams. Um, you know a lot of people really like him. Uh, he's, I think wide receiver four in 2023 for me so far. Um, so, you know, he's shown a lot of what he did at Pittsburgh. He'll probably get, um, more eyes on them at USC, but the Pat 12 defenses aren't, you know, that much better than ACC. So I don't know how much more we'll really see from him, but he just needs to keep up his production. And next is Jermaine Burton, a uh, wide receiver, um, and he uh, played at Georgia the last couple of years. The Georgia offense doesn't really get that the ball downfield that much, so he's going to Alabama. Um, Alabama's brought in a couple uh, transfer receivers. So this one's uh, interesting to me because, I'm, you know, I think Jermaine Burton's very talented, you know, very fast. Um, it's going to be on the outside. So if he can, you know, mess with Bryce Young, could he have a Jamison Williams-type year with that Bama wide receiver bump, move up to, you know, round one? I, I think possibly. So he's someone uh, I would definitely be looking at um, at this coming year to see how he kind of develops. And then uh, next is Josh Downs, who's another talented wide receiver that will be in two thousand twenty-three in North Carolina. Um, Sam Howell's gone, so a new quarterback, but he was the only option last year and he played very well. So it'll be interesting how the NFL looks at him because they have not really uh, North Carolina receivers have not fared well in the draft as of late, but he is by far the most talented. So it'll be interesting. With him. This is the next player, Raheem Sanders, is a player that um, I just recently uh, watched some more tape on, and I found that I really liked him. Uh, running back from Arkansas, had a good freshman year last year, um, shows some power, um, then shows some some good speed and you know vision and able to cut in and out. I want to see uh, you know how he does in this Arkansas offense uh, this coming year because they lose Traylon Burks, who was such a big part of their offense. So, um, but they do still have KJ Jefferson, who's great, uh, great, um, you know, kind of read option type quarterback, um, elusive. So that kind of helps Sanders. Um, mostly runs out of the shotgun. So we'll have to see how that translates to NFL. But I think he definitely has a very good uh, upside um, to kind of, to kind of move into that third. Um, third wide receiver, uh, third running back in 2023 behind Shipley and Travion Henderson and number 20. Uh, this is really based on potential and just what I kind of saw in the spring game for Florida Anthony Richardson quarterback. Um, last year he showed signs with his athleticism but wasn't really a quarterback just like athlete you know that was throwing the ball. The spring game, he looked very good. If he could stay healthy, um, he, I think he has a high ceiling and could move up to that quarterback three for the 2023 draft. So it would be interesting how he uh, does with uh, Billy Napier in Florida, um, the new coaching staff. So many people have Braylon Allen, uh, running back from Wisconsin, higher. Uh, I'm still a little bit wait and see. Um, he did have a very good uh, year last year as a freshman. Um, he's only he was only uh, 17. So, but he um, did not play very much against Penn State and Michigan, on um, the two best defenses, and he really uh, you know took advantage of some poor defenses. I think, um, I, so I kind of just want to see him a full year this next year in Wisconsin to see how, how that really works. Um, I think he benefited from some bad tackling on some bad Big Ten defenses, which that's not his fault. Um, I want to see him kind of um, get a little better in vision. Um, I think he kind of runs uh, upright a little bit, but um, obviously very talented running back and very young. So interested to see how he really improves. Nets is Spencer Rattler. Um, he's fallen from grace, but I still think he has a chance at South Carolina to kind of remake his image. I don't think he can be a top five quarterback like he was projected uh, early on last year, but I still think there's some weapons at South Carolina where he can kind of rebuild his image. So, he also like um, like Richardson is 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 possibility for that quarterback to be in the 2023 class. Next, we have um, you know three 2023 running backs that um, you know have some questions uh, for the Nets level. Kendall Milton, um, I think he he looks like he has the skills for the NFL. He's dealt with injuries, you know, the crowded backfield of Georgia. Uh, I thought he looked pretty good coming off the injury um, in the spring game. He had a nice catch too, where he was able to bounce off someone and spin and, you know, go into the end zone. He he should lead that backfield. And I'm expecting very um, big things for Milton this year, if he could stay healthy. Um, and I think, you know, if he has a strong year, he could definitely move up the ranks of the running bats. Next is a player that m- many might not know, but Israel Abakananda, I'm sure I said that wrong. Um, he's at Pittsburgh. Uh, the problem with him is just that Pittsburgh platoons quite a bit. The running backs, he doesn't get a ton of carries, but uh, he's a good uh, receiver on the backfield. He's strong at the line. You know, he's a good runner. Um, I would, I'm hoping that uh, with Kenny Pickett gone and uh, Keaton Slovis in there, losing uh, Addison, that they'll run the ball more. Next, we have a pair of Michigan running backs. Blake Corum is the more um, productive one so far. His freshman year was disappointing. Michigan kind of got it together last year, and then he had a very good season. Some questions about his size, um, but I think he is tougher than his size gives him. But uh, against good defenses, he did have some struggles going up the middle, and he dealt with an injury. So he will most likely be the lead back. I would say, probably, you know, get 55, 60% of the carries. one thing, since he's a smaller back, I wish he was better at was uh, receiving. He needs to work on that. But I don't know if he will get that chance because Donovan Edwards, the uh, fr- the talented freshman that came in last year, really didn't do much other than the Maryland game where he had 170 yards receiving. In the spring game, it looked like they were going to line him out wide a lot more in the slot. I think he'll be more of the um, James, uh, James Cook type role from Georgia last year. A lot of passing work and, you know, get – Rushing work too. So I could see Parham getting around 60 Edwards around 30, 35% of the carries. Um, but he'll be very involved in the passing game. Now 27 is Malik Cunningham, a quarterback that I'm very excited to watch how he progresses this year. And yet another one that could be up for that quarterback three of 2023. Um, I thought he had a very good year last year. Um, he throws the deep ball very well. They've got they've gotten a couple of transfer receivers coming in that should really help him. You know, uh, Tayan Evans, uh transfer from uh, Tennessee, another pass catching running back, and um, he's he's very elusive, good runner with the ball. Um, the one thing is he needs to work on his accuracy and reading defenses, but I think he can do that. Um, I think Mo- I think he's much more polished than Malik Willis was. Um, last year, um, plays better competition, so I'd be very interested. You know, if he has a very strong season, uh, where he'll kind of be looked at NFL-wise. He is a little bit on the older side, so that is against him. We have Nets tight end, a uh, Georgia tight end, Brock Bowers came in very strong last year. Um, you know, you know, uh, a mismatch, some question. You know, his size and you know his blocking ability at the Nets level, but he's a great receiver. And then now we finally get to Quinn Ewers, uh, quarterback. Yeah, he, was, he went to Ohio State last year, then transferred to Texas. He's going to, um, you know, most people were raving about him. You know, he hasn't been on the field, but, uh, you know, the Texas has a lot of weapons, so we'll have to wait and see. But he definitely could be one of the top quarterbacks in that 2024 class. So I'm interested to see if he can kind of get Texas over that hump where They've looked, you know, good at times, but you know, at times, then they fall flat on their face. All right, and then thirtieth is Marvin Harrison Jr. I mentioned him earlier. Um, he's gonna he's gonna kind of play outside. You know, um, they from some reviews of spring and some um, practice tapes. He looks really good, really smooth in and out of uh, breaks. You know, uh, and very strong and physical. So you know, yet again, Ohio State has a, a strong receiving core. This is a kind of a sleeper. Um, he's not turning into as much of a sleeper. People are starting to look at him, but Devin Leary, quarterback out of NC State, I think he could be the next Kenny Pickett and rise to you know um, maybe a first round draft pick. But the difference with him is he will have multiple years of really productive, great, efficient play. Whereas Kenny Pickett only had one last year. He had a very good year. So I'm very interested to see how he'll do at NC State um, this this coming year. Next, we have freshman um, – One, my top wide receiver in this freshman class, Luther Burden, he went to Missouri. So um, that makes me a little leery of, of that just because of, you know, Missouri not really producing that talent or having that solicit offenses. But I think he is so good, you know, such a good wide receiver coming out. And, um, you know, they have some quarterbacks coming into Missouri. I'm really excited to see him. Next is Zay Flowers. Um, he's going to be a four-year player coming back. So maybe, you know, before last season, a lot of people were wondering about Alave with coming back for a senior season, if he'd still get the draft capital, and we showed he did. So maybe the same with Flowers. Um, he had a down year last year because his quarterback, Phil Jerkovic was hurt a lot of the year. So maybe getting that bet together at Boston College, he can have another great, great year. Next is uh, Devin O'Kane, running back from Texas AM. Him and Spiller shared the backfield last year. He's a more explosive, smaller back, but I think uh, the, the NFL has shown, you know, with James Cook going high, in the second round that you, you don't necessarily have to have the pro- prototypical size. So as him um, being, I'm what I'm thinking the lead back, even though Texas a and has some other um, good uh, backs coming in, he'll get you know uh, a little, little bit bigger workload and want to see what he can do this year. Next is a player that a lot of uh, people in the Debbie community. Very excited about in Nick Singleton. He's going to Penn State. So Penn State really hasn't had strong uh, running backs since Saquon Barkley. Um, but he has a chance to play pretty early and, uh, you know, show all of, it, all of his skills. So I'm excited to see what he could do at Penn State in the next couple years. Then we have Evan Stewart, the second my second uh, freshman wide receiver, goes to Texas AM. and m A little worried. Texas AM and m doesn't really produce um, the receivers. Mainly Jimbo Fisher doesn't really, hasn't really done great with the receivers, but he is, uh, you know, a lot of people that uh, I really trust within the Debbie community have talked about his, um, how sophisticated his route running is already. So they think he'll be fine there. So I would like to see, um, you know, how, how he does in that in that in the sec where you know, the defenses are better. Um, Then we have another interesting one in Dante Dimas Jr. at Maryland. Uh, a lot of people thought Rakeem Jarrett was going to be the main wide receiver last year at Maryland, but Dante Dimas, through six or seven games was leading the team. Uh, he was really, you know, that offense was high powered. And once he got hurt on a um, kick return, uh, Maryland's offense and their team kind of fell apart. So if he can come back healthy, um, I'm interested what he can do. He could be one of those other late risers, kind of you know, like a Olave or or some of those players. Um, he there's talk he could be a second or third round last year. So if he comes back healthy and has another good year, maybe he could you know sneak up into late first. And um, next is one of uh, the top freshman quarterbacks I think, and Drew Aller. Um, at Penn state, it looks like he won't start right away because of Sean Clifford, but he might play halfway through the year or next year. Him and Singleton should be, um, uh, you know, a good combo. And, uh, my only question is the coaching at Penn state, but hopefully, um, you know, they can figure that out with Aller. Um, but he's a quarterback to kind of look at. And we have another quarterback at Tyler Van Dyke in Miami He played very well last year. I didn't necessarily think he would get the job. I thought it would be Garcia, but, um, my only question is uh, with with uh, Gaddis coming from Michigan, that offense and Miami is probably not going to be as pass heavy, so he might not get all the opportunities. Uh, so he might not be able to move out the board as much. Got another Penn State player here at 40 with Parker Washington. Uh, he had, uh, I believe, around 800 yards last year, even with John, Jahan Dotson taking up a lot of um, the target share. So I'm very interested to see what he does this year at offense. Um, I know Sean Clifford's still there, but I think um, as Dotson should last year, even with Clifford, you know, you can put up that good production. All right. And here's the final 10 for this episode of the top 50. Um, now we have Rakeem Jarrett from Maryland. He's a very um, boomer bus type player. Um, he has or have ever either has really good games or he disappears. Um, he really has not um, shown, you know, uh, that he can be consistent. So that's the biggest thing for him, consistency. Um, he has a skill set. He just needs to show up week in and week out. Um, another great Ohio State receiver, Amika Buka. Um, he's going to be that third wide receiver there. But you've seen last year with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, three wide receivers can thrive at Ohio State. So i um, interested to see how he performs this year. And then the following year, he should um, take over one of those top two slots. Next is uh, Branson Robinson uh, running back from Georgia. Uh, it'll be interesting how Georgia uses him because they use a lot of bats in their backfield, but they, you know, they have a lot of bats, but um, I think he's just too good to um, see out the field. You might not see huge production, but just keep an eye on him to see what he can do. Um, and then in 2023, he'll take a bigger role, but uh, I think he could, he could be a very special player for Georgia. And then I have Zach Charbonnet uh, at 44. He went to Michigan, transferred to UCLA. He had a great year at UCLA last year. Uh, I don't really get the decision to come back to school because he's coming back in a much harder uh, running back class to, you know, move up. Um, I think he probably could have gone maybe third round uh, this this past year. Um, I'm not big on Charbonnet. I think he has good straight line speed. You know, um, he's, he's a good back but I don't um, know if he has the elusiveness and, um, you know, kind of lateral ability that it takes for the NFL, but he definitely could be a committee back in the NFL. That's we have Jadon Blue at Texas. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to get at Texas this year with Bijan there, but uh, he definitely will slot in uh, in 2023. And he's very uh, talented, but he did set out his senior year in high school. Uh, Next is LJ Johnson Jr. at Texas A&M. He's one of those bats, talented bats, I said, coming in that uh, a chain could be sharing time with, but as a freshman, I would think a chain would take most of that. Um, next, we have a couple, well, we finished with three out of four quarterbacks that you know I have question marks. A lot of people are really talking up Will Levis. Um, he transferred from Penn State to Kentucky. I didn't think he would be a good starter at all at Kentucky, so he did definitely exceed those expectations. And a lot of people are talking him up, but he had some poor games last year and he depended on Wandale Robinson quite a bit. So they, they are, you know, with Wandale gone, I'm interested to see if he takes that next step, is able to become more accurate. And, you know, um, just without the constant, you know, um, targets to Wandale where he could just break tackles, and make people miss, see what he can do this year, um, i am kind of changed my opinion. I was a lot lower on him before. I still think he's, you know, some people, some mots are saying he's, uh, you know, a top 10 pick. I'm not ready to see that. Maybe he could sneak it in the end of the first, but we saw um, mobile quarterbacks that, you know, with accuracy issues like Malik Willis um, dropped to the third round. So he might be more of a second round guy. Then we have Jackson Dart. Uh, He was hyped up at USC, went to Ole Miss, struggled some in the spring game but, but uh, most people are hoping with uh, Lane Kiffin that, that he can really produce and um, get some of that draft capital up. Personally, uh, I you know, I'm not totally sure on Dart. Some of these uh, Debbie quarterbacks, I would say, if they have a, star, a strong start this season, maybe midway through, very good. I would try to maybe um, trade those for some other, uh, you know, Debbie assets that are closer to the NFL or that are actually in the NFL because you know Um, You get you know what they are, whereas Debbie quarterbacks have just we've seen this last year. You you really never know because we thought Sam Hall and Spencer Rettler were guaranteed top 10 picks. And then running out, we got Deuce Vaughn, a running back from Kansas State. Um, He's very productive in college. He's very shifty, but he is smaller. Um, So we'll have to see what what the NFL really thinks about him. But um, as we've seen, they, they like those uh, players that are good in space, so he might have a, a role um, you know, in the, in the NFL. And then lastly, Brendan Armstrong from Virginia. Uh, my worry, though, is um, Tony Elliott from Clemson, the offensive coordinator, went to be t- Virginia's head coach. So what will that do to that offense? Because as, as we've seen, that Clemson offense has kind of regressed and does not look nearly as good. So, that is our top 50, or that is my top 50 Debbie uh, rankings right now. Um, I'll have the link in the uh, comments of the video of uh, my full list, and we'll have 51 through 100. Um, remember to subscribe to the IDB guys uh, YouTube channel. Um, lots of great content in there. You know, we have some mock drafts and different other videos, and uh, just make sure to, to follow and um, comment. In it. What you think about these uh, Debbie rankings? So I'll see you next week with rankings 51 through 100.